Welcome to episode 8 of It Is What It Is podcast presented by Sports Cap Value. Today is Thursday, February 16, 2023. Today, Tony Tax joins Sports Cap to recap the Super Bowl, talk some basketball, as well as a little golf. We are Sports Cap Value, a sports handicapping company providing you VIP sports picks through a subscription of your choice. Are you looking for help? Need winners ASAP? Jump on board and be a part of our place today. Tony Tax, what is going on? The king of the NBA. What's up? Welcome back, everybody. I will not say that I, I do not have a grin on my face. That, hey, if you didn't win money on the Super Bowl, that's your fault for not listening to the podcast. Well, we're you know we're about four days uh, removed from the Super Bowl uh, twenty twenty three, with the Chiefs coming out to beat the Eagles, thirty eight to thirty five. Um, very exciting game. Uh, Kermit the Frog, as Tony likes to say, uh, pulled out all the stops from having one leg, one ankle, what have you, to coming back from ten points down to win the Super Bowl. Um, what do you think, Tony? Well, you know, I was hoping it would be possible somehow for both teams to, uh, to lose, but, you know, I guess that would have taken a spy balloon to go over the stadium or something. But, uh, you know, somebody had to win, and, of course, it was Mahomes. You know, I, I just want to point out, you know, one thing that, that I will say about the game. <clears throat> and I spoke with an, another uh, Tampa Bay Bucks fan about this, and, you know, Let's just be honest and call a spade a spade. If that would have been Tom Brady, oh my God! Because let's be honest, the official did not throw the frat the flag until Kermit went hopping over there, begging him to throw the flag, and then he throws the flag. And then what makes it even worse is it's an initial hold where you say, okay, well if he throws it on the spot before the pass is incomplete. You know, we get it. Hey, it was holding. But he didn't throw the flag until the, after the ball hit the ground and Kermit goes over there begging for a flag and he gets one like always. Right. So was the play holding? Yes. But it's just funny how, you know, nobody wants to say, oh, well, Mahomes is begging for a call. But overall, you know, a great game. And you got to give Mahomes credit. He played really well. And, um, you know, hats off. They, they won it. And, uh, you know, I thought Jalen Hurts played really well, but um, A.J. Brown played really well. But, uh, you know, I, I was wondering. I didn't see it. Did I miss any point? There was, like, a cheerleader for the Eagles all year, like uh, some weird guy that was – he was smiling and flexing for the camera, flipping everybody off. And I didn't see him during the Super Bowl. Did I miss him? I think, you know, some guy, weird guy named Nick Sirianni. I saw uh, – baby Nick. <laughs> I saw the waterworks when the uh, national anthem was going off. He was uh, – <laughs> I think he had a puddle in front of him where he was standing. Yeah, I know. I, I thought I was at Carowinds at a splash park <laughs> for a minute. You know, it was. I mean, you know, it. I don't know what got to him, but um, you know, he he wasn't his usual self. Let's just put it like that. Yeah, there was a. They it was a great game overall. I mean, they scored a lot of points. You know, I, I think they scored more points than a Big Ten Big Ten college basketball game. You know. 38-35, that's usually about what a Big Ten score is watching Northwestern play Indiana or what have you on a Saturday afternoon. So uh, as far as action, I, I was thrilled. Um, well, you know, and I, 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 we had spoke about this, I believe, last week. You know, it's kind of about this, you know, I think Arian Foster touched on it, you know, the script a little bit. And, you know, this was a turn-in-the-page game for the NFL where you had two young quarterbacks. And the NFL needed this to be a shootout, and um, obviously it was. And it was great for us and great for everybody who tailed the over um, and took the Chiefs. So it was a great night for the consultants. But, um, you know, I do think I want to say this about the playoffs as a whole. I was a little disappointed. I didn't really think, you know, it was like Philadelphia kind of got a layup to get there. And then, you know, Kansas City, <clears throat> I think, you know, even though Joe Burrow is the man, I think everybody kind of wanted to see Kansas City and Buffalo um, 
it, you know, to, I think they are, when they're on, they're the two best teams. But, you know, again, hats off to Kansas City. I don't want to sound like a hater, but I just, you know, I didn't. Kansas, it just seems like everything went their way, you know, and it did, and they won it. And, um, again, I, I kind of thought Andy Reid might would step away, but it looks like he's going to be coming back, and Eric Bieniemy is interviewing in Washington for the offensive coordinator job. So I yeah, we'll still don't, I still don't understand that, like, that whole chemistry, I guess, is like – you know, don't mess up what's going good. Or I mean, obviously, Andy Reid is calling the plays and his uh, mastery of his, you know, basically to create something out of nothing on those simple third down calls near the uh, end zones just shows you that he's got to be one of the all-time greats when it comes to play calling in the NFL. Yeah, I was real. Kansas City has some great um, play calls down the stretch. Or, um, you know, give it credit. They just – it seemed like defense was kind of obsolete. I think Philly had one of the higher-ranked defenses coming in, but the pass rush was kind of – definitely didn't get there in the second half. Am I right? Yeah. I mean, the, the Philly didn't get any sacks at all. I mean, the, I was really surprised at that. I mean, I know a lot of people were on the prop bets for some of those folks getting sacks, I'm including myself. But, you know, as far as the spread, we were both on the Kansas City side, so it was nice to see that. Obviously, I hit my futures, which I was, you know, some people were asking me at halftime, was I nervous being down 10? And I was honestly, I really wasn't. I wasn't, saying they were, I wasn't thinking they were going to come out and win the game, come from behind. Fortunately, they did. But I, I just had a feeling that Kansas City, you know, with the offenses, that Kansas City was going to be there at the end. And then for them to come behind, I kind of give myself a pat on the back when it comes to talking about the script, you know, air quote. Because on the last podcast, I called out that, you know, the Eagles would maybe be down – I mean, the excuse me, the Chiefs would be down maybe 14 early, give or take, and come to find out they were down uh, down 10 at halftime. So, Yeah, that was that was a great bet by sports cap value, uh, great insight. And also, what a – if you took – I think the line was Kansas City minus three at the half – what a line. I mean, I'm sure Vegas should have got killed on that line. But, yeah. um, you know, I think overall, I read today, the New York sports books made 1.4 million or maybe I think maybe well, I'd have been billionaires, but so the books always win, but Hey, you listen to sport cat value, coastal consultants, check us out on Twitter. You can win money too. It's that simple. Yeah, we and we put out a bunch of prop bets. We gave those out over the the last podcast. I don't take those too serious. There's not a whole lot of value there, and you can't put max bets when it comes to that type of stuff. But it's fun to do. It's fun to get a long list of prop bets and bet on the you know the toss and the national anthem and all that bullshit. But um, at the end of the day, it's about what are the big bets, and obviously the biggest bet of it all was the hitting the over at fifty one. That was like taking Georgia in the national championship game against TCU. It's like one of those you look back on, it's like, what an obvious bet, you know? And fortunately, we were on the right side of that. Yeah, we were on the right side of it. And, again, hopefully everybody tailed that when we felt 51. Um, everything had been under, like we had discussed on last week's podcast, everything was under going into the playoffs except for the very first week of the playoffs um, there were three or four games that it went over. But besides that, everything had been under. And, um, you know, just the odds. And both teams were going to show out. Again, the NFL needed this very badly. Roger Goodell needed it. Um, everybody needed this to be a hit. And, again, Brady stepping away. Rogers maybe going away. Matt Stafford getting older. The NFL wanted to kind of showcase the younger quarterbacks. Um I know that the I know ESPN didn't get their wish and the fastest midget, the greatest quarterback of all time, Justin Fields, who averages 168 yards passing a game. I'm, I'm very sad that they didn't make the game. Somehow he only won three ball games, but he was the greatest quarterback in history to ever win three games. Just if you don't believe me, just turn on the TV and listen to ESPN. Yeah, there's that's it's funny a lot of talk about him and there's like a lot of stories coming out too how like the bears were going to take mahomes that year and, and well not not with fields but they were going to take uh mahomes but end up taking trubisky which is like mind-blowing looking back on it 
six, seven years yeah, ago. Yeah, I mean, you got to fire everybody. You got to change the mascot after doing something that stupid. I mean, you may have to blow the field up. <laughs> but regardless, the general man, and you know what's crazy? And this is the funniest thing about it, the NFL. Did you know they they actually extended the GM after that? Gave him a contract Jeez. extension, and I mean, just things you you make you go wow, you know. Well, now that'll that, be one of the biggest. That'll be one of the biggest misses of all time. Yeah. Well, now that the uh, we wrapped up the, I guess the 2022 NFL season, and we make our, you know, we're about seven months out now from the 2023 football season we start looking at futures odds for that and tony looking at the odds here is there any one or two or three teams you're eyeing that that you see like where there's some value that if you go ahead and place that bet are you waiting maybe closer to the season or is there something that's big enough where you might have a chance to really make some money yeah, you know, if um if Buffalo would just simply hand the ball to the running back, yeah, I I really like, but I don't see. I mean, you have to take Buffalo, and I know that's going to be a popular pick, but I just think that if they can turn into or morph into a complete team, where you know, and that's what I don't understand. They're in they're in a bad weather environment. How do you not run the football? Right. And so until if they continue this trend where they just abandon the run, then I, I don't think they'll make it again. But somehow if they can find a way uh, to run the football, I like Buffalo. And Josh Allen stays healthy, of course. Yeah. there. I mean, I'm looking down at the – you know, obviously there's a handful of teams at the top with Buffalo, Cincinnati. Obviously Kansas City is going to be the choice, Philadelphia, San Fran. But – you know, if you're looking at middle of the tier, and I know this is not going to be a popular, there's two teams that I kind of eye and I like, and uh, and that's the Chargers with Justin Herbert. If they get one or two more pieces and their coach figures out how to, you know, actually call a ball game, I think the Chargers could be really dangerous with Herbert. I mean, he is something else. And I, I know the NFL would love to have an L.A. team back in there. I guess, t- you know, they're, you're looking around plus 2,000, 20 to 1, 22 to 1. Um, that's kind of you know intriguing, as well as the team that they lost to in the playoffs, the Jacksonville Jaguars with Trevor Lawrence. I mean, Doug Peterson being their coach, I know they surprised a lot of people this year. I think they're only going to get better and better with uh, the system that he's got in place. Yeah, I definitely think that's a surprise team to keep your eye on, especially they should have money. Um, I, you know, Lawrence on a rookie deal, uh, they should have money to spend if you can attract some free agents to Jacksonville. Um, if they have any money left, I know they, they envied the bank on Christian Kirk last season, but uh, they uh, <clears throat> Jacksonville certainly won to watch. I, I'm kind of interested. I don't know why, and I'll tell you what, man. I would watch Lamar Jackson to Washington. I don't just just watch it. Something to Washington should have money to spend. They'll cut Carson Wentz. Right. Just watch it. I don't know. It feels like the NFL's pushing Snyder out. Well, I definitely know that, but they're going to get new ownership in there, and I think they'll make a splash and spend the money, and the NFL will smile and, and thank them for it. I would watch. Baltimore to take a step back and I would I would think you know I would watch Washington again and um I would look for the Giants to take a step back as well I just I think they played as well as they possibly could and um I'm not even going to mention the Vikings I'm not even going to go there you you still you still owe the audience a video but I'm not going to get into that I do I do I gotta give me some chains I do yeah. for sure. I would do it a lot better than Kirk Cousins could. <laughs> but there's also there's one team that I, that we haven't really discussed either. That thing is kind of intriguing. They're even lower than Jacksonville and the Chargers, and that's the Pittsburgh Steelers. I mean, with, at some point, I think they're going to make a turnaround and, and be right there with the chance to not only make the playoffs but to, you know have a deep run. Yeah, I don't know, man. I I, I kind of got that, that's like spraying pepper spray in my eyes. I don't know what you're looking at. I mean, just call me radio, man. I don't see that one. <laughs> I, I'm blind as a bat on that one. I got to be honest. I think you, I, I'm calling your bluff on that one. I'll take the I'll take the I'll go opposite of that. Okay, one. you'll you'll take our Carolina Panthers ahead of them. <laughs> Absolutely not. <laughs> 
Yeah, um, that, what a joke. So, yeah, I don't know. They, uh, they, you know, and obviously I think, you know, San Francisco should be right back. Right. Um, I think they'll, they'll be a team to watch. Um, but also, I mean, don't, don't forget about the Rams either. Stafford should be back. Cup will be healthy. If they can make some moves, um, yeah, for um, sure. Get some younger guys, and I, I would, I would say, don't sleep on the Rams again. Yeah. I think they will be back. That, that's a good point. You probably can get some good value too on them. Like, Absolutely. Um, well, that's good. Speaking of that, uh, you know, now that football is, I guess, officially over, we make start making our way into spring. It's the biggest thing now, and that's been going on for several going on for several months now. Is you know the college basketball and the NBA. Um, far as college basketball, we're kind of. I'm kind of looking at a couple of futures odds as we're kind of make our way to March Madness. We're getting into the best time of the year, in my opinion. I know football is very popular, but you've got your March Madness, your Final Four. You've got the Masters kicking off. The NBA is hitting their stride as they make their way towards the regular season. So with that being said, you know I wanted to give a couple teams to look for as far as futures, as far as making the Final Four, if not winning it all. And there's really three teams that I see that kind of really have stand out above you know, the others, and that's Houston, Alabama, and I think some really good value is on UCLA um, at, like, plus 1,400. Houston being around plus 7 right now, plus 8, and Alabama about the same. So, Tony Tax, you got anything to elaborate on with that? Well, it's just been a crazy year, man. It's been up and down. You had Purdue. that I, I really believed in Purdue, and now I'm starting to kind of backtrack on that one. Um, I really don't have my, I, I'm going to be honest. I just think anything can, I would, if from a betting standpoint, I'm fading Duke all year and I've been winning money. Yeah. Um, can you kind of get into anything you see or maybe a sleeper team out there that, that, uh, people should tell? Uh, far as, uh, the season coming in, I, I mean, I like Iowa state. They've been pretty impressive in Marquette, better teams and Miami of Florida too. I mean, they've been very surprising the ACC. A lot of people think of them. I don't know that when it comes to basketball, they're, they're kind of under the program, under the radar program. Um, they seem to be in the tournament every year, and they have some athletes on their team. So I look for those. There's, I'm with you on Purdue. I kind of have Purdue and Tennessee in the same boat. I mean, every year they make make it to the postseason, they seem to just fall off. I mean, Rick Barnes at Tennessee does. He's like the greatest regular season coach in the history of college basketball. But when it gets to the postseason, yeah, he, he's the Peyton Manning of basketball, without a doubt. Yeah, and when they get to the the tournament, their team just freezes up, and next thing you know, they're losing in the first or second round. But I mean, they're in the top ten, and we'll see what happens with that. Um, you know, for, just I want to throw, I want to say one thing, just just for people. Do people remember that he used to coach at Clemson? I, I mean, know. what a move by that. I mean, how do you not retain Rick Barnes? I know. Considering what he did at Texas too, and it blows my mind that Texas ran him off. You know, I mean, he was there for almost twenty years, yeah, and he went to one Final yeah. Four. He's in the NCAA every year, and it's, I guess, it kind of goes to the whole postseason thing as far as the results. But I know it's, it's South Carolina. I take postseason every year, so. Yeah, oh, I know, right? As far as betting stuff, you know, in college basketball, the home court is just such a big deal. Um, when it comes to that, it's not as big a deal in the in the NBA, but you have to look at streaks and stuff. What team's hot? Kind of coming off a big win, they usually fall flat the next game. Now, obviously, that's not talking about the numbers and diving into the money, the formulas, but that's something to to consider when you're actually placing your bets in NCAA basketball. Um, so that's what I look for, and I, I see it. There's a Big probability of, of hitting their runners too, um, with those schools. Uh, you can really make some money that way for sure. Yeah, absolutely. You know the the thing is, and, and also to to touch on the over unders is I call sport cap value the over under kings. But um, <clears throat> regardless, you know the thing about college basketball, and I'll be quick with this is. You know, man, you can have an over under. I mean, the team may score eighty one, or they may score one eighty one. You just never know, and that's why, in my opinion, the, I think you're better off to play over unders in the NBA. They're just more consistent, um, in my opinion. You know, the the college game, the over unders are just 
man, they're brutal. I mean, like I said, the team may come out and score 50. They may come out and score 19. You just never know. Yeah. You, you could easily see like a 50-point half in college basketball, and you could also see an 85-point half. So Right, yeah. It's something you have to be aware of. Uh, I appreciate the uh, the nod on the over-under king. But if I'm the over-under king, you've got to be the king of the NBA, Tony Tack. So that's kind of our leeway into the NBA I want to do, you know, kind of get in details on that and what you're thinking as we're moving forward. The All-Star break is this weekend. We're about 55 to 60 games into the regular season. We we know a lot about each team, who's hitting their stride, the trade deadlines, what have you, a lot of movement going on. Tony Tax, where are we today? Well, so far, if you've been following the association, you the Celtics and uh, Milwaukee are back again. I think Milwaukee has won 11 straight going into the night if you follow the consultants the consultants had chicago plus eight tonight we're we're watching tnt as we speak sweating it out <laughs> down 12 right now but uh it is early but um anyway boston has been a just pure money maker just destroying everybody 42 and 17 the bucks are one game back in the west the nuggets have been surprisingly i don't know in my opinion surprisingly um 41 and 18 been killing teams memphis is uh, number two now this is the surprise of the year i want to talk about the sacramento kings led by mike brown i used to call him mike clown when he was in um cleveland but right. what a job by mike brown sacramento had we at the consultants have been riding sacramento um almost nightly and just we've been killing people just because you know it's sacramento and you go well no respect no respect and they're gonna get no respect but in the nba talking about betting wise we have faded golden state and if you remember a golden rule for the consultants it's always fade the world champions the next season and so we have faded golden state and we have made money all year we've been killing the nba and I want to, I've said it once, and I'm going to say it again. You have to lose in the NBA before you can win. You just have to. If you're going in, and we know there's a lot of people, hopefully there's people listening. You've been betting NFL, betting NCAA. You want to, you want to keep the, you know, you want the, you want the action. You want to bet, right? All right. <clears throat> follow the consultants on Twitter. Follow Sport Cap Value. We're putting out free pay, uh, free plays daily, and uh, we're winning. Check check our resumes. We are winning. I know Sport Cap Value. What, what was your? What did you go last night? Three and one, four, four and one. Four and one. Yeah, four and Huge one. Huge night last night for Sport Cap Value. Uh, Sport Cap Value also cashed plus nine hundred on the Super Bowl. The, uh, the consultants hit our parlay. Parlay the Chiefs with the over. One huge, huge night on the Super Bowl. Um, again, so we hope you guys uh, will follow us, tell our picks. Um, but the NBA right now, listen, <clears throat> the, and, I, and me and you spoke about this yesterday, and you made a great point, and I want you to elaborate on this. Sport Cap Value is running a package right now. How, to g- give us your monthly amount. It's uh, 100 bucks for a month. So think about it. You paid for that hundred bucks last night. That's right. So now you got twenty nine more days. That's right. A free bet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's so easy money. It, it's just easy math. I mean, just right at three dollars a day. I mean, to me, that's a, a solid investment. I, I don't know how else to say it. You know. Absolutely. And so, uh, guys, we're proving. You know, give us a chance. Uh, we we're we're winning again. Check our resumes. We're on Twitter. We're putting it out every day. Winner win or lose, we're putting it out, and uh, we stand by it. We don't we we know we don't win every bet. Nobody does. The greatest in the world are two out of three. So uh, that's our goal. But right now in the NBA, I'd say we're winning two out of three right now. If you want to give us a shot, uh, give us a shot. We got specials going on all month. So yeah, and that's that's another thing too is like with Tony and the consultants is you're not afraid to to throw that take that underdog. You know, take the Bulls or like you're saying tonight or 
take Sacramento or take a team that's struggling like Houston Rockets, like they're getting 11 points and you look at the matchup and you're like, well, they're playing, you know, hypothetically, they're playing Milwaukee tonight. They should probably get blown out. And then I'll see you like, well, take, take them, this team at plus 15. And then they end up either winning the game, winning the game or easily covering. So it takes a lot of balls to go that, but I know you've done your research and you're a proven winner and it's just, I don't know. It blows my mind when you, I see feedback on your, just for that matter, on your Twitter or what have you. People blasting you because you miss one pick. Okay, you miss <laughs> one, you win four. What do you What do you want? You know. Yeah. Well, I'll give you an example. Tonight, Milwaukee's won eleven in a row. The Bulls have lost five in a row. We are insane for taking Chicago tonight, <laughs> but we like being insane. Um, <clears throat> we're going to stick with Vegas, and that's what we do. So right now, we're down nine. We're right on the line at the half so we're right where we need to be look like Giannis got hurt I don't know if he's back in he's still out so Giannis left so we're hoping to cover tonight but uh again give us a chance and um I know you want to get into the next section everybody's favorite especially Flynn's PGA golf and live well hold up let's before we go into the golf I want to get your kind of insight on what you're thinking for the championship i know we've kind of talked about fading teams and taking teams is there any that team is, right. is, there, is i know you got a little excited there that's okay we all do <laughs> <laughs> so far as futures is there any one or two teams i know you said talk like i said fading gold state or what have you during the regular season is there anybody down in the middle of the pack i'm not talking about boston milwaukee not phoenix now or denver phoenix with getting kevin durant any teams you're seeing that maybe have a chance? You know, last year Dallas made a run all the way to the Western Conference Finals. Anybody you see or eyeing? You may laugh, but I like Dallas again. I don't think that Luka and Kyrie will work long term, but I do think that it'll work in the short term. And I don't think Dallas wins at all, but I think they'll I think they will surprise a lot of people. In the East, I've said it once, I'm gonna say it again. You better watch Cleveland. Yeah. I don't know why they're getting no respect. <clears throat> they're 38. They're about three. They're four games back out of first. And um, does anybody really think that they're going to get Harden out of the club and Philly's going to win? Uh, I, I mean, Philly's got a little value, though. I will say. I mean, I know they're, they're in the middle of the pack. They get, they get going. You never know. But I don't see uh, Embiid and Harden really just kicking it into high gear and taking it to that next level. And, I mean, Doc Rivers is a good coach, but I just don't see him taking them to an NBA title. Do you? No, and I and honestly, I really believe that's why the value is there because right. Vegas doesn't believe it either. And uh, now I do believe in Embiid, but uh, – I don't know. I just, for some reason, I just, I mean, nobody can, how can you take Philly seriously? You really can until they prove you wrong. Yeah. Well, another team too, and I know you talk about fading Golden State. Let me kind of speak on kind of devil's advocate here. Is there any chance that they can make a run considering a lot of their guys are hurt? They're sitting guys and they're kind of waiting towards the end of the season, getting ready for the postseason. Do you see them making a run at all with Curry? and? No chance. No chance. <clears throat> You know, they they their coach is more worried about politics than he is, you I know, coaching basketball. So they need they they need to totally revamp. They're old. Um, I would I would trade every I'd cut everybody but Curry and Jordan Poole, and I would probably start over. I mean, they just they've got Draymond. You know, Draymond's in the podcasting thing now, and um, I I think I watched the other night. I don't even think Clay Thompson is starting it anymore, so um, I could be wrong on that. But I, the, when I watched the other night, uh, Clay was not starting, and he hasn't played a back to back. I think last night, or let me say this: the other night, um, the Golden State game, they. It was Clay's first game in three years he had played back to back. Really? Yeah. Wow. And so, a lot of that stuff, it's just hard to win that way. And, you know, Golden State's money, um, Golden State are, is like the Rams of the NFL. Like, they're on a certain salary cap. Nobody can figure it out. Like, everybody <laughs> on the Rams is a max player, right. max historic contract deal. And then 
somehow they I don't know how they afford these guys, but and then Golden State pays everybody max too. So what about uh what about the the King and, and LeBron? I, I now that he's got the scoring title, I don't think he plays anymore. <laughs> like every time I watch a get turn a game on, he's not playing. Uh he did play the other night, but it's like did he just get the score record and he quit basketball? Well, I don't know. I mean, he, you know, they uh, they finally got rid of Russ, so there's no more excuses on that. You know, the funny thing is, though, and, and it's funny you mentioned um, the king, as you call him. Um, you know, this guy is the worst GM. I don't know. I wish we could run a poll. Who's the worst GM, Bill Belichick or LeBron? <laughs> this guy, I mean – all he does, I mean, he runs every time. Look at what he did in Cleveland. He'll run. You won't have a roster left. Yeah. He will deplete. I mean, this guy doesn't understand what a draft pick is. I, I don't I don't get it. But these teams, they let him do it. And, you know, they'll say they got a ring, even though the, the ring in L.A., you, you got to put an asterisk on that. Right. That was in the bubble, right? Um. So, and I would have loved to saw the script from that one as well. But, um, <laughs> yeah. Regardless, you know, I, I don't, I don't, I mean, I'm not impressed. I mean, you know, a lot, and, and again, I'm not going to get into the LeBron, you know, you got a lot of guys that love LeBron for some reason, but um, I don't know, you know, that's just like I heard, I was listening, it's a funny thing, I was listening to him uh, the other day, I think he was on, I guess, what do they call it, the shop or whatever it is, that weird show he's got, Okay, and uh he was on there. He was telling Jalen Ramsey and he's like talking about, he's running this defense and I've been playing Madden since I was a kid. And I called a buddy of mine who we play Madden a lot. I said, what kind I was like, dude, there's no way to do that on Madden. Like this guy is like, he lies about everything, but that's for another day and time. But yeah, you know, he was like, he was like telling Jalen Ramsey, he's like, yeah. And I do this defense and I'm sitting there. I'm like, bro, you can't even do that. Like you can only control one player. I mean, yeah, right. I, yeah, I, I, I think LeBron's a good player, but I don't, I don't want to get into politics. But he just talks too much about that stuff, and I don't think it's there's no evidence to back up some stuff he's saying, and it just creates more controversy than it should. But you know, that's for another well, day. He loves it. He loves know? it. So some people eat it up, but. Anyways, we'll uh, we'll keep an eye out for the NBA as it progresses. We're another 25, 30 games out <laughs> of playoffs, and we'll keep moving forward and keep following Tony Tax for his uh, picks. And uh, if you want winners, I, I don't know what else to tell you. I mean, you want it fed to you on a spoon, you know, on a platter, you're not going to get any any other way than going with the Coastal Consultant. So, um, yeah. So that's it. And hey, you know, again, just like the Super Bowl, we tried to tell you guys, say, listen, you know, hey, we, we're we're guaranteeing it. And I know you called it a few weeks out, Kansas City. Hey, we're giving it here, you know, just a small investment. That's all it is. Yeah. Well, now that the uh, we're kind of turn our heads to golf now. And right now, Tiger's playing right now in the Genesis as we record this and who knows if he's going to make the cut on one leg, one ankle, what have you. Um, but we'll stay tuned into that. And, you know, we're about probably a month and a half out from Augusta, give or take. We're kind of the eye in the Masters. It's right around the corner. And I uh, wanted to kind of speak of some kind of future, some golfers to look at as we kind of make our way through March and into April. Tony Tax, you're, you're the uh, – you're the golfer of of the crew and can slap it around. Uh, who, who are you kind of looking at? I and anybody coming up? I know you're a big live golf guy, so tell me more about it. Well, I do swing more than anybody in the group. So, <laughs> um, but anyway, uh, well, listen, there's a lot of live, uh, you know, if, if you've been watching and, and obviously if you're the Netflix documentary full swing is amazing. It is. If anybody hasn't watched it, you need to tune in. It is amazing. I'm just a golf fan. And this is how would I say, why would I not like lit? And this is what's so funny and how easily people are brainwashed. I, I'm in, I'm getting into a, a conversation with a guy at the beach last week and, um, 
he's talking to, it's just a typical, you know, Brandy Shambly, um, what's that little mouthpiece on Twitter uh, the PGA has, Kyle Porter. Yeah. Um, it's just a typical talking points, right? No, 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 no. As a golf fan, why would you not want, I mean, why would you hate live? Like, you get to watch more golf. Yeah, and you get sure. more players. It gives more younger guys a chance on the PGA to come up, and you get to, you know, Cameron Young, uh, for instance. I mean, you these guys come right in; they're amazing. I mean, some of the best golf on TV all year is the uh, the college, right? Um, and everybody and these guys have got a chance to come right in, go Corn Ferry one year. I mean, you know, it's ridiculous, but for some reason the PGA tour has like completely just bought the media and it's just, it's just, it's, it reminds me so much of politics. I swear. It's just like the same talking points on every channel. And the funny thing is, is half of the, the, the golf, a lot of the golf channel sponsors have salty ties as well. And they somehow, I don't know, they missed that part, but it's just funny. And, and I mean, I do like live, I'll be honest with you. I, I think live, <clears throat> I mean, obviously the majors are, are hard to beat, but when you look at regular tournaments, I mean, the lit, I would say minus waste management, what tournament is the PGA better than live? I would love for somebody to tell me. Yeah. I think the, the live's got a cool concept. It just needs time to grow. I don't like the idea that they're kind of, <clears throat> excuse me, they're kind of split up and like, PGA Tour guys are suspended if they go to live and whatnot. So you're not getting the best competition. It should be. they got to work something out in the long run. I think eventually it's going to happen. I don't know when. But you can't tell me that the, the these live guys are not part of, part of the official world golf rankings. So that, 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 just, you know, that skews the whole thing. To say that Dustin Johnson is not one of the top five players in the world and he's outside of like the top 70 is just a bunch of bull crap. I mean, there's so many – Cameron Smith. I mean, I could go on a, a list of 10 to 15 guys that are, would be in the top 30 today and probably would be playing at Genesis. And, you know, some PGA Tour guys would probably enjoy playing in the live tournaments. So I just don't understand why we they can't coexist as well as, you know, the PGA Tour sh- should – should thank the Live Tour for raising all the money. I mean, they oh, played absolutely. for a, they played for a record amount of money last week. The waste management at three point six million. You think Scotty Scheffler? I mean, obviously he's made a ton of money last year, but I'm sure he enjoyed. I mean, he went from like one point six million a year ago winning waste management to two uh, to three point six. So he more than doubled what he made the year before just because of the Live stuff. So, yeah, and it's just ungrateful to hear these PGA. No, nobody's benefited more than Big Mouth Rory, and he's just you know. And I'm not being a Rory hater, but he, he's super annoying. And it's clear that he's their little mouthpiece. And it's like, dude, nobody has benefited from live more than you. Right? Like, what are you? I mean, these these purses. And you know, the funny thing is, and nobody talks about it. Hey, fit, nobody wants to say it. Phil Mickelson was right. He was. I mean, the yeah. PGA, they clearly had all this money they were withholding from the players. And now somehow lives the bad guy? No, I don't see it that way. To me, the, and you know, I'm going to say this real quick scrap the international, scrap the international versus the U.S. For the President's if it's Cup. It's a non rider Cup year. Give us live versus PGA. <laughs> I'm down for that. Top versus top. And let's get rid of the stupid international cup. It's it's never it's always been terrible. Yeah. And you know you want to talk about a new age of golf. Well, you don't have to coexist, but give the fans what they want. We want to see Phil versus Tiger. We want to see Reed versus Rory. <laughs> yeah. We want to see. I mean, dude, this would be way better than the Ryder dude, Cup. I mean, he, the the ratings would be through the roof. Everybody would be tuning oh, into my that. Goodness, you know, I mean. It would be, and I mean, exactly. And, you know, for anybody out there, you can hate on Liv all you want. And, and like I said, I do like Liv, and I don't want to sound like, you know, the mouthpiece for Liv. But also, you could stack up. You look at their tournaments, and even where the, and we know the overall um, world golf rankings mean nothing now. Right. But even as they stand, if you take them as they are, where some guys are playing on the European tour and getting points, their their tournaments are still higher than a, than a regular PGA tournament. Right. Yeah. So 
it is what it is, but uh, I like them both, and I, I do think that it can they can coexist. And uh, I'm interested to kind of see where it goes from here. Yeah, it's going to be an interesting year to see how Live adapts in year two, kind of getting you know off the ground running last year, and now that they've got a base and they're continuing to grow their tournaments and add players here and there. It'll be interesting to see what happens. They got a TV deal with CW. Um, they didn't really bring any revenue last year, but we'll see if that changes. I don't know, um, but they do have so much money, and it's not. Re- I don't. I don't think that's really a, a, an issue. But you know, we got to see. It's going to be interesting to see how the Masters. You know, they really have a lot of control on this, and what they're allowing the people that are qualified, the players that are qualified to play in the tournament this coming uh, this coming year. So it'll be interesting to see how that goes and how the players are treated and see how the other turn PJ tour follows from that. If they make any changes and the other majors. So with that leading up into the masters, that's the biggest, that's the Mecca of golf. That's the super bowl of golf. Tony tax, who you like, who you thinking about is anybody hitting your stride? Anybody you seeing that's coming about um, as we speak? Yeah, it's obvious. Scotty Scheffler plus 1500. This is one of the greatest streaks and people talk about Tiger, Tiger and I get it. He was great, but look at what Scotty has done the last year is incredible. This is one of the hot I mean, again, can you name in history this guy is hot? I mean, and you would be crazy to take anybody else. He goes into a stacked field last week at Waste Management wins it with kind of really in my opinion is b game he didn't play like he's capable of he goes back he goes to augusta again where he kind of i don't want to say dominated last year but i don't necessarily remember it being close right and i don't see anybody i mean who's who's hotter i mean rory or john rom but um again i like scotty over those two uh a game versus a game yeah i, I- I was going to say Scotty as well. Nothing really gets to this guy. And I got a really quick story about Scotty. So last year before he won the Masters, you know, he won his first tournament being the Waste Management about a year ago. And my, my brother was in Vegas for a work trip. And when he won that tournament, I was like, go ahead and throw me some money on Scotty Scheffler at 25. I think it was 40 to 1 or 25 to 1, somewhere in there. So I put some money on that, and sure enough, he won. So I, I – you know, knocking on wood, I've been very fortunate in these futures when it comes to these major sporting events. And that was the first guy that came to mind is like, I'm honestly thinking about taking this guy again to repeat. Yeah. I don't necessarily see it any other way, man. And i tell you one thing, and you really got to be a dog to understand this. And I know a lot of people laugh when you, when they hear that, but if you watch full swing, and this is what how I look at this. If you say the fiercest competitor on tour, I know the media, everybody will say Tiger. It was Brooks Kepka the last few. I mean, Brooks's mentality it w- is just second to none. I mean, he, you know, when he's like locked in and he's ready to like he, Brooks is just the most competitive out there. I don't care what anybody sure. says, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's got so that killer instinct. When, Right. When you watch full swing, right? And if you go to, if you're on episode two yet, who's the guy that, I mean, and it's so crazy. Brooks like mentions him like literally 10 times. Yeah, that's a good point. He goes, he goes, I I can't beat Scotty Scheffler playing like this. (laughs) And it was almost, and it's funny because as, as mentally tough as Kepka is, in my opinion, He's almost, I mean, he mentioned him so much, it would be hard to argue that Scheffler written in his head. Yeah, I mean, they, and I mean, he just, uh, like you said, he's like, nothing gets to the guy. Yeah, and that episode two, which I have watched, I'm on episode three right now, right now. But yeah, in episode two, it's really a main focus is on Brooks Kepka, and it really shows the struggles that Brooks was going through last year and the year before, like mentally, man. He was like really a, I guess for lack of a better term, he was a head case. You know, he really struggled and he, he kind of kept it under wraps. And for like Netflix to go behind the scenes and really portray that, I mean, it is very telling. Don't you agree? Yeah, I'm sure that's all you were paying attention to in that episode. <laughs> but um, yeah, it was, uh, it was, it was definitely interesting to see. And if anybody who plays a lot of golf, you definitely understand where he's coming from. You know, one day you can 
you know, feel like you'll have it forever. And then one day, the next day you go out there and the club feels like you never had it in your hand in your life. Yeah. He, it's Chinese. And, yeah. Um, he, he made a great point too. It's about, he said, when, with the best golfers in the world, he, he, like you said about Scotty Sheffer, he's like, I bet Scotty's not, I guess quoting him is like, I bet Scotty's not even thinking when he's swinging. And that's when, when you're hot and you're playing well and everything's going your way, you're not thinking about your swing, your mechanics. And that, and he re, kind of referred that in, in episode two. Yeah, that's very true. And um, I wouldn't know anything about that because I'm the biggest head case in the world out there. But, um <laughs> You know, I imagine in his case and Scotty's, it must be very great. It must be amazing to play that way. You know, just look at C pin, hit pin. And, um, you know, these guys hit so many balls, but it, 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 I don't know. As far as the Masters goes, um, Scotty Scheffler, you would be insane not to, um, at least throw some money on him in some sort of fashion. Absolutely. Um, but as far as money goes, as far as I think smart money or um, very good value, if you will, that's what we're looking for. Maybe a, a dark horse. Um, I'm looking here, and one that sticks out to me is um, Robert McIntyre plus 16,000. Wow. And the reason, and, and I'm thinking I read that correctly, and the reason is, is this guy on the DP World Tour, and I'm sure you'll see him in the Ryder Cup, um, when he gets hot, this guy's tough to beat. And, um, you know, there seems to always be a dark horse from Europe that'll come into Augusta and kind of, you know, a Charles Schwartzel, if you will, or, you know, somebody who just kind of comes out of nowhere. And uh, that just seems to be a name that's sticking out to me. And it's like, hey, why not throw a t- 10 bucks on it to win 160, right? Right. And I want to make another good point, too, about the field. Is like this is a tournament that we have a limited field because you're only, on there, you're only in the tournament if you won a PGA tournament or have won a major or ranked so high in the world golf rankings. So this usually has a limited field of about 90 to 100 players. And about half of those are players that aren't even going to contend that you can strike off. So this is a great advantage for your average amateur sports better to kind of get some value and have limited number of picks. So to me, this is one of those tournaments that you actually really have a chance to pick that winner or pick that person to finish in the top 10 or top 20 and really cash your bet. Yeah, and and in closing, you know, I just want to say this. You know, the great thing about uh, betting on golf, and it, it's truly amazing, if you set aside, let's say, 50 bucks, mm-hmm. right, 50 bucks, well, you can put – you can take five different golfers at 10 bucks, and if one of them wins, like, you're still going to win great money. That's right. Now, 10 bucks is a lot. I mean, obviously going to win you more than 100 or, or, you know, maybe a little more than 100 per se. Um but still, it's it's still worth it if you hit, if that makes sense. I mean, you can't do that in the NBA. You can't do that. Golf is the only sport that you – and I'll give you an example. Um, when Kepka won on the Live Tour last year, I took him for 10 bucks to win 220 and I and I and also took like maybe two other golfers like the Shambo, and there was some other good money in there with someone else. But I ended up winning 200 bucks. Yeah, and you know it's like how? What else? I mean, you put ten dollars on it, win two hundred bucks. That's a great return. You're not going to find anything better I mean, than that. There's no other sport that you're going to get return like that from. No, twenty x is what you want, you know, and then you can absolutely. Pay, yeah. So, anyways, yeah, there's some exciting uh, guys to be looking forward to as we make our way to the Masters. So, uh, Tony Tax, anything I've, I've missed? Anything you can think of uh, before we close this out? No, I don't think you missed anything. Um, we do. I, I just want to let the viewers know, uh, for those of you listening, you know, hey, for us, this doesn't, it doesn't just stop with the NFL. As you see, like we study our golf, NBA, um, obviously baseball coming up. There's a lot of value there. College baseball coming up as well. So no better time to <clears throat> save this podcast follow sports cap value follow follow coastal consultants and um you know believe in us and and do it we put the work in 
you know, we're not perfect, but at the end of the day, if you, you believe in us, ride with us, we're going to make you money. We truly believe that. Yeah. And that's the thing too, is like, we're not going to get on social media and pout our chest and give you crazy videos of how we're the best. Like all these sports cappers that kind of blow smoke in your butt. Uh, I just get tired of seeing like, uh, that we grinded it out for all these winners and we do all this and we got this special recipe. That's a bunch of bull jive. So at the end of the day, our record speaks for itself. So come on board and give us a chance and uh, let it be. And, uh, you know, this is just the beginning. You know, we do this because we see an opening. Again, I, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to close it with this. You know, I think me and you, uh, we, we had lunch earlier this week. And we were watching um, ESPN and what I, I call it, don't get up because it's, it's so bad. Yeah. But, um, you know, and I'm listening to people like Mina Combs, who is supposedly like their betting, is their betting girl, if you will. I mean, it's just horrible. I mean, they're hard. I mean, just I, I don't really see it. And I think, you know, we see an opening there that. Hey, we're we're here. We're we're talking real sports as a real viewer sees it, and we're you know this isn't scripted. Like you know, we're just we're just having a conversation, and um, you know, we're just we're real sports fans, and but who love to bet and who've been doing it for a long time, and um, <clears throat> you know, if we didn't think we were going to win, we wouldn't be doing it, and so um. I do just want to kind of make that point. And, um, again, I want to appreciate you for having me on and, um, you know, hopefully everybody will hit the follow button and, uh, stay with us and, you know, make money together. That's right. That's what we're here for. We, we enjoy this business. Uh, and that's why we're in it is we found our, found, both of us have found our niches. We enjoy it. We like making money and, and also want to help other people make money. And then that's the key at the end of the day. So, um yeah with that and being again you know i'll say it like this and all our true gamblers know this and we can end it with this you know <laughs> you know other than a birdie putt maybe from you know 30 feet or something like that you know i mean man there's nothing more nothing better and i'll give you an example you know you got kansas city plus one and a half or for you know the consultants and sport cap value we told you to go money line so we had Kansas City money line, and we're down what 10, 11 at the half. We're down ten. Yep. Ten. And you know, half. there's nothing better than coming back and winning that game. You know, I mean, for uh, it's just, you know, just it's just an amazing feeling. And hey, this is a, if you're gonna watch it, you might as well make money watching it, right? That's right. Yep. That's that's what makes it that much that that much more exciting. So. Anyways, well, uh, well, Tony, well, obviously it's been a pleasure and you love your insight and keep it going with Coast Consultants and uh, keep uh, fending off those haters as they uh, keep coming. <laughs> and that means that means you're doing something right at the end of the day and uh, keep doing what well, you're doing. We, wel- we welcome all haters at Coastal Consultant 07 at Twitter. <laughs> um, all haters, stop in. Just hit the follow button. <laughs> we don't mind. We argue with everybody. We, we don't discriminate. We'll argue with any account, bot or not. So thank you for having us all, man. And uh, we look forward to hearing from you. All right. Sounds good. Take care. You too, man. See ya. Well, that is all for episode eight. Good luck on all your picks and stay tuned for more expert advice as we make our way towards March Madness, the Masters, and the NBA playoffs, as well as MLB. Our handle is uh, at SportsCapValue. That's SportsCap, C-A-P, Value. You can go follow us on, follow us on all uh, social media, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, uh, YouTube, um, you name it. We're there. Uh, we're, we're continuing to grow. Give us a chance. Give us a follow. Uh, come come ride with us in VIP. Grab you grab you a card today, and uh, yeah, we'll look forward to our uh, next episode. Hopefully, be out next week as we continue to uh, walk you through sports and hopefully find some winners for you. Until then, signing out from the skiff. See ya.